Welcome to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. I'm Jeff Peterson, inviting you to join Soundwalk Echoes founder Don Prisby and me as we recall the beauty of our Catholic legacy through music, art, scripture, and story. Let's take a song walk. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord And my spirit finds its joy in God my Savior For he has looked upon his lowly one That forever we may know the Father's favor The Almighty God has done great things for me And holy is His name in all creation His mercy flows through everyone who hears His faithful ones through every generation Through every generation He has revealed His mighty arm He has caught the proud in their conceit He has cast the mighty from their lofty thrones My Lord, my God, has lifted up the lowly He's lifted up the lowly God has filled the hungry with good things And the satisfied he has sent away empty He has come to save his servant Israel Mindful of his promises of mercy The promise to our fathers To Abraham forever My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord And my spirit finds its joy in God my Savior For he has looked up favor on his lolly one That forever we may know the Father's favor And praise Him for His favor Find joy in God my Savior He has lifted up the lowly Through every generation His covenant of mercy Through every generation I will magnify the Lord Let us magnify the Lord Yeah, all right Oh, that is Songwalk founder, author, songwriter, and crooner. My goodness, Don Prisby. With, That's a little wild. With uh, La Magnificata, uh, original work composed and performed right here to give sound uh, to the fourth of Songwalk Echoes Five Principles, uh, which, are, which is uh, being as disposed and magnanimous as Mary, <clears throat> magnanimous being one of my favorite words uh, even before this, uh, and now it has been cemented as my favorite word uh, of all time, which we'll talk about. It's just a perfect word, and uh, this is, this is going to be a really neat 
uh, episode and discussion about Mary and this fourth principle. Uh, we're going to spend, um, as those that have been listening, uh, we are spending the first season here of the Song Walk Echoes podcast going through each of uh, Song Walk's five principles. Uh, so uh, so uh, if you're good at math, uh, and this is episode four, we've got one more uh, after this one, uh, the finale. But that, but then there's another show after that. So, so we're not, we're not, uh, we're not on the eve of the end here. We're on sort of the eve's eve. But uh, as a reminder, as a second reminder uh, uh, for everybody, uh, just like everything uh, in Song Walk, uh, these episodes follow uh, the four dimensions, uh, kind of a organizing principle uh, within Song Walk of music art, story, and scripture. So plenty of ways, no matter how you learn, no matter how you pray, no matter how you relate, plenty of ways to get into this good stuff. So, so Don, uh, before, we, uh, before we jump into that very, very cool piece, I mean, I just I, I love it. Uh, I, I also want to give uh, our listeners a little bit of a, little bit of a, of a long tease here. So um, uh, we actually, this episode, we have two uh, musical um, uh, interpretations of, of the message. And so, uh, so stay tuned everybody to the, to the end of this episode to hear, uh, the multi-talented, uh, Don Frisbee on the piano, uh, with an instrumental that we'll talk about in a, in a couple, we'll talk about more towards the end of this episode. You can, I'll give you time to set it up, but this song, my gosh, I love it. little salsa, little, a lot of just happiness. I think sometimes when we, uh, when a lot of us Christians, a lot of us Catholics think about Mary, at least I conjure up a much more sort of placid, sort of reflective person. Um, but when you listen to those words, there's just, it's a smile on your face. And so talk about that song and, and how you paired together Mary with the music and just because it, it it just evokes such a great a great a great feeling. Thanks, Jeff. We've talked about in our previous episodes about how do you match music with yeah. the, with the lyric, and I just love the Magnificat. I love Mary's story, and and you're right. We we have an image of Mary sometimes as being very placid and quiet, and then we also have an image of Mary as Queen of Heaven and mm. Our Lady of Peace and you know, doing apparitions and almost someone who's inaccessible to us. She's so high. And I have a devotion to Mary as that young girl who was courageous to make a decision, who was called in the middle of the night, in the middle of nowhere, and said yes. Mm -hmm. And I imagine her as being young, fearful, because the angel did say, do not fear, Mary. That may have been a lot to see in the middle of the night. But... She, she gave an unqualified yes of her person to that call. And I see her as being joyful. It was very terrifying to put that fun music to the Magnificat because I don't think I've heard it done that way before. But I felt that it really expressed her youthfulness mm-hmm. and her joy. I could almost see her singing that to Elizabeth when she visited Elizabeth, yeah. that kind of youthful exuberance. Yeah. And and just complete joy. Yeah. Another um, another dimension here of the Songwalk Echoes platform is art, and in the art that you uh, have chosen and are serving up for folks to pray over and, and reflect on, is a is a really neat um, piece that I have to say I had not 
I was not aware of. It's uh, Feruzzi's, uh, it's called Madonna of the Streets. And uh, a reminder for those uh, listening, what you can do is you can go to uh, wherever you're, um, where, wherever you're following the podcast, uh, the the podcast, there's a thumbnail of this episode, and all of the episodes here in this first season have a have a piece of art uh, that we're going to talk about now. And so this uh, painting uh, is really neat. Uh, this Madonna of the Streets because it is it it shows Mary in a very sort of real uh, scene, if you will, holding the baby Jesus. Look, looking like maybe on like in a on a street on an alley something like that where she's in she's not tucked away it's not the Madonna of the cloister this is the Madonna of of the world kind of a thing and so talk about how you found that piece and how it fits with with this lesson it's a piece that was done in the late eighteen hundreds and the original has not been found it, it either oh. didn't survive a church fire or or I, I don't know much more about it, but it is very loved and revered by the Romans in Rome. And it's seen in a lot of holy cards and a lot of uh, art that you see in some of the Roman uh, and church gift shops. I just love it because it's so, it shows the result of the yes. She's a young girl and she's holding the baby Jesus. And it's not a, a Mary that is crowned, and it's not a Mary gilded in gold, and it's not a Mary that's, you know, above us, beyond the altar. It's a Mary of the streets, and she's mm-hmm. she's holding the baby Jesus. And I, I, I was so moved by that. I, I brought a, a print home of that and framed it, and it eventually became a part of our nursery when we had children. Yeah. So that was in our nursery it's just precious. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you and you write in in the in the song walk, sort of uh, curriculum proper. Uh, you talk about you know in, when you when you reflect on this principle about you talk about Mary having this this disposition and of readiness. You know, and and I think that's the other thing that that piece conveys to me is like, you know, when she said yes, she wasn't she she was saying yes to all of it. And, and that very real uh, image of her caring and carrying Jesus in a very, in, in the world. You know, this wasn't, again, a, 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 a away from everything and this completely divine sort of like special existence as a mom, you know, as somebody who's, you know, being generous in that sense. Um, I just, I think that's, it, it, it to me, shows the, the, the realness of what she was saying yes to. You know, it truly does. And today, as we reflect on Mary, we'll be pondering. We'll be pondering how was she ready for that call? How was she ready and disposed? And we know very little bit about that from the scriptures, but we do know what her response was, yeah. and and that was a complete response. And I just I just love that. Uh, I, I love that in terms of how I ponder my response to vocation, as we talked about the six um, dimensions of vocation, conversion, mm-hmm. mission, transformation, providence, and gratitude, or transformation, yeah, providence and gratitude. Yeah. They're your six. You should yeah, know. I'd like well, to keep track of that. <laughs> but um, her response, my soul proclaims the greatness, my spirit rejoices, and later I am the handmaid of the Lord. We see spirit, 
soul and body a yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and those words are appropriately uh, part of the scripture then. Okay, so we've talked about music, we've talked about art, and the scripture very appropriately. And, and for listeners who are paying attention to the song, you're going to hear some familiarity here. So the scripture passages from the book of Luke, Luke chapter 1, the Magnificat, the Canticle of Mary, also known as. And it goes like this. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages call me blessed. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Now that, those are the words of a missionary. Here we have the words of a prayerful, quiet, reflective, and ready person. Mary is talking about the entire salvation history of her people as he made his promise that he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever, she's going back to Father Abraham. She, she has an awareness of the entire history of her people. Yeah. She has an, an awareness of the role that she would play. From this generation, from this moment, all generations will call me blessed. Yeah. And yet the Lord ha- has lifted up the lowly He has cast the mighty from their thrones. It's so um, in. It's so um, she's so aware and present to the needs of her people, Mm -hmm. and she says yes to Mm -hmm. that. It's very powerful. Now, I, I would say, Jeff, for you and me and for our listeners, when we might pray the Magnificat, you know, cast the mighty down from their thrones. You know, we want to point to that, those mighty yeah, over yeah, there. Exactly. I I've gone through that several times, and I think about the mighty within me. How has how has that been cast down? Mm-hmm. How how have I been made lowly and ready for the coming of the Messiah? Yeah. Um, and the Beatitudes are certainly a way to reflect. Well, on and that. I was going to ask you that because as we listen to the Magnificat through this now lens, for the, through this episode sort of lens, you know the themes you know, start sounding familiar to the, the Beatitudes. But how do those themes for you um, take on maybe a different complexion when viewed through this, through today's lens, if you will? I go back to our discussion of the, the six dynamics yeah. of faith, of vocation and conversion and mission. And, I, and m- reflecting on Mary's vocation from the angel Gabriel her conversion, her response, mm-hmm. and her mission. Um, that that certainly gives me great hope and certainly sets a great model for me when I think about the times that I've been called mm-hmm. and the times that I've struggled to respond and the times where I've wondered about the mission. I, I can think about Mary and think of her as, uh, as a person who is very humble but ready. And, mm-hmm. and I ask myself, am I ready? 
Yet, if I take as you as you were suggesting in the premise of this conversation to go back to the Beatitudes, even more so, I think about Mary as being poor in spirit, being meek, being consoling, mm-hmm. being one who would lift up the the success and the burdens of the other. Uh, Mary as one who would who would be merciful and unconditional, Mary who would see good, and Mary who would seek peace. And I imagine that that night when she was resting, that she she was aware that she was poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. She was aware that she was seeking peace, and she was, in fact, peaceful. She was so ready. And the angel appears. Jeff. Times that you've been called, like me, don't you say, well, can I think about it? Yeah, right. <laughs> can I get back to you? Could we yeah. put something in the calendar yeah. about yeah. that? Yeah. There is no hesitation right. there. Right, right. It's just a complete response yeah. because she was ready. Yeah. And, right. and my hope for all of us yeah. going through this time together, through these principles, is that we will get to, we'll embrace an ethic of the Beatitudes mm-hmm. We'll model our lives on Mary. We'll make space for grace. And we'll be ready. Mm -hmm. Ready for the next time we see injustice. Ready for the next time we see a person in need. Mm -hmm. Ready for the next time we have a disagreement with a friend. We'll be ready. And here, this hasn't been done by any uh, exegetical work in biblical (laughs) scholarship, so I may be stepping out here. But I've always been intrigued by the, the line, from this generation, from this moment, all generations will call oh, me blessed. Yeah. The magnific or the Beatitudes, blessed yeah. are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the peacemakers. Mary's saying, from this moment, all generations will call me blessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, probably not yeah. exegetically correct, but. Maybe, perhaps, in in terms of our conversation, maybe she is embodying the Beatitudes yeah. that would be expressed through Jesus, her yeah. son. Yeah. Well, and even even in just you know, so even if we're not you know <laughs> sort of authorized to be <laughs> hypothesizing this stuff, I think the value is just in reflecting on it, mulling or praying over it, and just also I think if it does nothing more than just help us understand that Mary's uh, blessedness goes beyond. Just the saying yes was the beginning. Yes, and she was ready, and that was important. That and if and if all we ever did is just say yes, we're already further down the path. But it's also the activation of the yes. I think mm-hmm. you know the fact that she carried it all the way through and and wasn't just uh, I don't know. It's I just I'm I'm inspired by that sense of of ownership and agency that Mary conveys in that Magnificat. And I hadn't thought of it until we just uh, talked about it here. Well, in a later episode, I would like to explore how Mary uh, also expressed the six dynamics of faith. Mm -hmm. So in what way was she called? In what way did she respond? What was her mission? And that would be fascinating because it would certainly provide more insight for us. Yeah. To reflect upon. Yeah. I think we could have a whole season just on Mary. Okay, <laughs> that could be our, our Mary season. But uh, let's keep moving. So so when we talk about now the story, when the story is music and Magnificat. The story 
is in that context of the the range the range of ways that we see Mary. And I think as Catholics, we certainly grow up with with a practice like the Rosary that first maybe introduces us to Mary, or we go to these wonderful churches that are named for her, or we learn about Our Lady of Guadalupe or Our Lady of Lourdes. And and already Mary is kind of positioned to us kind of top down. Hmm. And 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 while I love and revere Mary as the mother of Jesus and certainly as a model for me in my day-to-day moral life, I really am more attracted to her as that young person with the courage and the preparation and the readiness. And I, I don't know how much time we spend as Catholics reflecting on that aspect of her, that mm-hmm. characteristic of her. Even in our own city, Jeff, we have the, the beautiful cathedral basilica church in mm-hmm. Minneapolis of St. Mary. And it's just wonderful. And Mary's high above the, the Baldacchino there. Yeah. But again, up there. And and if we look at the Madonna of the streets, or they call it the the uh, the Madonina, the, the small Madonna, mm-hmm. Uh, Mary as as the girl holding the baby, um, how, how can we how can we relate to her that way? Yeah. Mary who modeled humility, Mary who modeled a balance, a centeredness, a disposition, a readiness. Mary, be my be my companion in my walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's go now to the word magnanimity. It seems yeah. that this would be the time for that. You know, magnanimity, I first learned that word through Thomas Aquinas, and it mm. seemed very lawfully and academic. If we look at the word magnanimity, magna anima, it means greatness of soul, greatness of spirit. And my belief is that when we when we believe that we are made in the image and likeness of the Creator, when we conform ourselves to the anointed through the Beatitudes and move from poverty in spirit to peace-seeking, when we live our lives open to grace through the various stages from conversion to gratitude, when we model our lives on Mary, we too can express, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Mm. Soul, greatness, magnanimity. And there's the word magnanimity, and that's what I mean by it. That we can be so quiet and ready that our souls proclaim the greatness of the Lord Mm. when we're called in a business conflict, in a societal issue, in a political matter, in an argument with a friend, in growing our families, how can we be, how can our souls proclaim the greatness? Yeah. That's, that's the magnanimity yeah. that Mary models for yeah. us. Well, and I, yeah, I amen to that. And I also think, you know, and even potentially here, and so talk about saying something that's not maybe not going to be authorized, but, but also just when I hear you talk about how that magnanimity 
brings it down and becomes very real. You know, I also think, like when I think of magnanimous people just walking about, they're the kind of people that, that go out of their way for others. You know, they, they put themselves aside and they're just magnetic. They're just all about like, what do you need? What, what can I do for you? And, and you leave them with this sense of like, oh my gosh, they are so, they're so invested in me and my well-being. And, then, and so then the connection I make to Mary as the intercessor, as the one that we can pray to, not worship, but pray to, to intercede for us to the Father. You know, she's right there as the mother of Jesus, as the mother of God. She can be our advocate. We can pray to her and she can be like, you know what? Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm on it. Okay. So you just kind of, I kind of pictured this like, you know, like, okay, what do you need? Got it. Okay. Yep. S- sit tight. You know what I mean? Just somebody who, again, like a magnanimous person, you know, hey, can you come and help me? fix my garage door or they're like, yep, I'll be right there. You know, that's a magnanimous person. That's somebody who lives with that spirit of selflessness and, 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 and the bigness of generosity that I sometimes think. A generosity of spirit, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Interesting. You know, in the last couple of episodes that we've had, we've looked at um, the blind man at Jericho who could not see but could sense something about Jesus that he he wanted to see, mm-hmm. right, physically and spiritually see. And we saw the, the rich young man who, you know, I have all of these things. I really don't need for anything more. But in my heart, I see Jesus as the new law and a spirit about Jesus that, that, that I really want, that I am I, really attracted to. Um, and, and we see Mary, too, as, as humble, quiet you said docile in some regard yes mm-hmm. someone who is open to learning which is what docile means um, but we I want to be like Mary as well I want to I want to conform my life to the anointed mm-hmm. and I, I want to exhibit the magnanimity of Mary yeah amen uh, all right well hey uh, we are I don't know where the time goes down. Every time I look down at the clock, I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been talking. <laughs> so at the end of every episode, for those that have been listening, you know that we we end the show with um, what we call the Song Walk Echo Point. And so this is kind of the one thing, the one to kind of take away down that you'd like people to really take from this episode, pray over uh, and take with them moving forward. So what, what would that Song Walk Echo Point be today? In the spirit of the Magnificat that you shared us shared with us from from Luke one forty six through fifty five, certainly it would be wonderful to read that and reflect on it. And I'd like to invite our listeners who maybe are are looking at the Beatitudes now and thinking about themselves in terms of their poverty and spirit and going through each of the Beatitudes to being peace seekers. Um, I'd ask us all, are we having moments of readiness, moments of, of quiet disposition where we're so centered and, and centered on the Lord, centered in our identity in, in God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, that we're ready to say yes? Mm. It's a long process, and, and yeah. we'll, we'll grow into that throughout our entire lives. But Mary certainly models that for us 
So perhaps reflect on the Magnificat and on our own disposition of readiness. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, as a, um, before we close here now, uh, as I said, we've got, we've got a special uh, musical bonus here today. So uh, you're going to be listening to a piece that, uh, that Don wrote a while back. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what we're going to listen to here as we close the show. This song was uh, the fruit of a, uh, a music theory class that I took at the University of San Diego, and it's a Bach invention in the key of D. And I, pl- I learned it, I wrote it when I was 19, and I learned how to play it when I was about 58. <laughs> so it's way beyond my ability to play, but I somehow have learned it. It follows the Bach rules but it's a very beautiful piece. And it wasn't till many, many years later that I saw in the motive, which is the melody line that kind of sets the theme for the, for the piece, that I saw the Magnificat in that. And it was just a blessing. And um, there's an example where the music came first, mm-hmm. and then the lyric was right there. Yeah. And not only in the motive of the song, but throughout, I could place the entire Magnificat into that. What a blessing, and um, I'm happy to share that with awesome, you today. Awesome, Well, I'm not going to talk over it here, so I'm going to thank everybody for tuning in and remind everybody to stay tuned for our next episode, big finale before the finale, uh, of the Songwalk Echoes podcast. Uh, and in the meantime, keep a songwalk in your heart for the beauty and the brilliance of our Catholic faith. You've been listening to the Songwalk Echoes podcast. For small group resources related to this podcast and more, visit songwalkechoes.com.